Hello and welcome to the Go Encourage podcast, where I talk to real people about real life, trying to gain some insight into their experiences around courage. We are in the relationship series today, and I am joined, or will be joined shortly, by Helena Summer, who is, let me get this right, an androgynous semantic realignment specialist, who by her own admission uh, says that that's a bit of a tongue twister, and what she does is show people how to realign their words to get the best out of their relationships. So I'm excited for you to meet her, get to know her and for us to ask her some questions um, around building better relationships. Okay, hello Helena, how are you? Hey Rix, good to see you again. So good to see you. I'm so excited that you're here joining us for our relationship series here at Go Encourage. So thank you for joining us. Mm -hmm. um, can you tell us where you are right now? Currently Austin, Texas. It's hot as you can imagine. <laughs> All right. So I want to start off by asking you what your name means. What does your name mean? Do you know? Helena, it's uh, coming from a Greece, Helios. Okay. means the light of the sun. Or a sunshine. Nice. So your name means light, bringer of light. And look at me, I'm all bright and sunny, so I'm, <laughs> I'm in my brain. <laughs> you know what I want to say as well, like, uh, you know, on your socials, your your content, the message that you're putting out there, it brings a lot of light. You know, it's, yeah. it's so upbeat, so positive. So, you know, yeah. thank you for that. That's awesome. Mm. I appreciate right. you. Yes. Um, can you tell us a little bit about where you're from, where you grew up? Yes, Croatia. Uh, I was pretty much born in a country that doesn't exist anymore. Okay. <laughs> Yugoslavia. It was a socialistic system. And then when I was about 16 years of age, the country fell apart and there was a war. And then it was Croatian uh, War of Independence that was lasting four years. And... It was a beautiful experience to live in communism and to see one kind of world and to live through war and to see another kind of world and then to live through all of what came after. So it's really interesting. I feel that just by being in one place, going through all these social and governmental changes, we can learn so much about ourselves in life. Mm. Maybe sometimes more than with traveling. It's not something I can relate to um, in terms of what that experience must have been for you growing up. Um, could yeah. you could you express what it was like? <laughs> well, interesting part uh, was we were all equally poor, but we mm. didn't know. And we played a lot on the streets and kids were... It, it was nothing uncommon to see a three-year-old walking down the street going to a, with a little hundred dinars money going to the store to buy a beer and a bread and the milk for home. Nothing unusual, a three-year-old. Wow. And now we are all so protective. And, but I understand life has changed. So, yeah, that was interesting. And I remember when these hundred dinars used to be enough to buy two breads, two milks, two yogurts, and you still get change. 
And then when inflation started, literary, next day, you could only get one bread and one milk and one yogurt and a little change. And day after, you could get half a bread and a small milk, no yogurt. Next day, next day, within five or six days, you could only get a bubble gum. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. It was, yeah. I forgot now the number, was it like a, I think it was the second greatest inflation ever. It was like a 4,000% or something. And it was so interesting to live through that and survive. And we are mm-hmm. so afraid today. There's so much fear because it's mm-hmm. unknown. But living through something like that, and surviving and turning out to be pretty cool and awesome as a person, as a human, as a professional, mm. it's very important. Maybe that was the beautiful lesson mm. that many of us Eastern Europeans have. Yeah. Wow. They say they say like um, where you originate or your origin story, let's say, um, has the ability to to put out a path in front of you, and it's how you respond to it. You know, do you respond mm-hmm. negatively or do you respond and say, look, how, what can we do with what's in front of us? What, how can we make the best of the situation? Yeah. Um, was it like that for you and, and your family? Well, personally, most of the time I respond in both ways. Ah, the sky mm-hmm. is falling. And then like, okay, <laughs> that's life. What do we do? And I think it's very common for most humans to have most expressions so we don't have to start strive always towards being positive 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 Mm. let yourself have a moment and then dust yourself off and move on yeah yeah i like that because it's really it's really important to actually express how you feel isn't it um not always you know to another person but just within yourself to feel the emotion Mm -hmm. to be authentic with yourself oh my god this sucks oh my god i'm scared oops Mm. i overcame it it was not a big deal yeah okay all right um what was your life like as a teenager what was uh, just trying to get a little sense of uh how you started out what was your personality what kind of things did you enjoy before the war before the war is a very pivotal point in my life because it changed everything after but before the war uh i always had some kind of intuition Mm -hmm. but because it was such a communistic system everything was closed-minded and nothing was allowed it was a lot of censorship and all of these things that we are now noticing sometimes online but we didn't have online but we just had a very limited access to certain to books limited there's things were limited and i remember telling my mom one day i was maybe 12, 13, 14 years old, 13, 14, I said to her, mom, I can smell the death in the air. I'm scared. And she didn't know what to do with me. Like every loving mother, she took me to a doctor and a doctor gave me pill for smiling, pill for sleeping, pill for whatever. Only that these pills never helped me. But when war started two, three years later, I was like, this is mom. I felt this in advance i was scared of this i noticed this i knew it in the energetic field of everywhere so when you ask me how was my childhood it was full of those beautiful aha moments knowing that 
there is so much more to us than we were allowed to know. Like, I remember one of the first books that really changed my, my life was the book Illusions by Richard Bach. Have you heard that okay. book? No, it's, I haven't actually. It's an awesome book. You can read it in like a two hours, short little magic book. Awesome book. And write, but, write it down. <laughs> yes, please. Everybody write this down. Richard Bach wrote uh, Jonathan Livingston Seagull. So that was oh, okay. his, his most famous book. Yeah. So this one, it's absolutely awesome. But because it was so out there, mm -hmm. the cover of the book was shaved off, like a, removed. And we were basically dealing books. And I remember this book came to me from a friend who was whose father was in jail because he said, I don't know what, something so insignificant that he's Croatian or that he believes in God or something so silly, right? Mm -hmm. But he ended up in jail. So whatever came from that friend, I was very curious about. And when that book came, Illusions by Richard Bach, my whole life started opening to these new directions wow. because there is so much information in a book that I never was aware of. Maybe for you it would be nothing, but to me, at that time, the whole world opened, like a literary world opened. Mm. Like, like something changed forever. And I knew this, I am a different person. I, I was, I became, it's like a new birth. Mm. That like a revelation, beautiful. like a big revelation of, oh, I can see clearer now, that kind yeah. of thing. Yeah. yeah. And you, you, I mean, read the book. <laughs> it's very simple <laughs> book, easy to read. Okay. Yeah. I'll, and then, um, I'll, I'll put a link uh, in the description below as well for anyone who wants to sort of um, find out a little bit yes. more about that. Yeah. Yes, please. It's a great book. And then after the, when I was in a refugee camp, that's when I, after, I don't know if you're going to ask me that later. I'll save it for later. I have a juicy part. <laughs> Do you? Oh, yeah. we could go there. We could go there. We could go there. That's okay. We can go there now? Yeah, we okay. can go there. So since you asked me about my teenage years, mm -hmm. most teenagers go to school, fall in love, have a first kiss, second kiss, fifth kiss, have a sex, explore, learn to do makeup, whatever, have broken heart, do this all over again. During my teenage time, I was a refugee, a war mm. refugee. And I ran away from the refugee camp at some point, wow. and I became a nun. You became a nun. You became a nun. <laughs> wow. What? Oh, my gosh. Wow. Okay. So... Instead of fooling around with boys, I was fooling around with none. Boys, right. none. Fun, none. <laughs> I literally, I mean, but seriously, I had yeah, a life yeah. of celibacy, simplicity, and poverty. Mm. I lived in an organized religion community, and okay. it was a completely different world. Mm. So... Was that, That's I'm right. really curious, was that, um, so from the refugee camp, do, when you say you ran away, you, I'm guessing that took some courage, <laughs> that took some, uh, you know, some planning, no? You had to work out a way of getting out of there, or was it quite simple? Well, you need to have a reason to leave safety. Okay. We humans are wired for safety. Mm-hmm. We, uh, biologically, you are, we are supposedly wired for survival, mm -mm. safety, 
We want to be safe and comfortable and cozy. We don't really want to grow. And everything, I mean, refugee camp was terrible, but I had a roof over my head and I had some food over there. But one night, uh, like maybe two, three, four in the morning, there was this big scream and pain and misery that came from another part, from the other side of the camp. And we all gathered and what's going on. And then you hear the first line of news, which was so-and-so babies froze to death. Ooh. It was so cold. Mm. And we got these military blankets, these sharp, terrible army green blankets. And it was cold, so baby froze. And then the second layer of news was she should have covered the baby better, blaming the mom. And mom is like a 21 years old mom who witnessed her husband being slaughtered. And of course she was all over the place or whatever. And if her baby really froze because she didn't cover baby better or something, the fact that other refugees, instead of being team, Mm-mm. you can see their pain was just being dumped on mm. others. That was my pivotal point. Mm-mm. I didn't need courage for that. I claimed yeah. the freedom. I claimed I'm getting out of here. I'm going to, I mean, I didn't even, I was just, I just knew I'm going to have to find God and kick his butt. Mm. How do you let baby die and you mm. let me live? Why am I supposed to live and a baby dies? I'm not a, a innocent baby. Baby is innocent. I'm a sinner. Mm. And a baby is not. And to me, that was a motivation. I need to run away and find God. So after breakfast, calmly, I just walked out. Nobody wow. saw me. Nobody said a word. I didn't have food. I didn't have money. I didn't have ID. I didn't have clue where is my brother who was on front line. I had no clue where is my sister who was a refugee in Hungary and I was a refugee in Croatia. My mother who was staying in occupied town, I had no clue about anything. I just knew I have to find God and have some, have some one-on-one talk. Yeah. Like, dude, what are you doing? So that was, you can call it courage or something. Maybe it was stupid, but I felt entitled. Entitlement. But it sounds like, yeah, absolutely. It sounds like there's this this level of injustice that was unbearable for you. And instead of like trying to work it out, you wanted to go straight to the source, right? The creator of the universe and say, hey, what's going on? You know, Um, which I think... Which, which I think is, you know, really authentic. <laughs> um, for a 16-year-old, what did I know about? For a 16-year-old, yeah. Right, absolutely. I would probably do differently if this happened today. Sure. But at that time, I, I loved the 16-year-old me who had that good spa to mm. do it. Yeah. Mm. And then so how did you go from there to then going into becoming a nun? Or, you know, was it like the nearest church? Was it like, how, what happened? <laughs> So, okay, I was in a town that I didn't know. I'm 16 mm-hmm. years old. What do I have about life? I have yeah. no money. I have no idea. I don't have nothing. I don't know where I am. 
right? So I'm on the streets of this foreign town, and whoever I meet, there is God. Hmm. Where is God? Where is God? I'm asking everyone. So people tell me, you know, whatever they know, in the church, in the Bible, yeah. in your heart, in the nature, everywhere. And I didn't see the God. Hmm. And I kept asking everyone. And it was I was getting cold. And I was getting tired. And I was getting hungry. And I needed to go to the bathroom. And I was still on the street asking people, where is God? And then suddenly, out of nowhere, there came this three glowing women. Hmm. And I asked them, where is God? And they said, they were all happy. Oh, why do you ask us? I'm like, you're not special. I ask everyone. I have a talk to do with that. <laughs> and she said, well, and they said, come with us. And they were nuns. So I went with them. The rest is history. <laughs> and, the rest, and how long were you with them? Uh, in the whole organized religion, six years. Okay. All right. I had a vow of celibacy, simplicity, and poverty. Okay. It was beautiful. Lovely. Amazing. Yeah. I'm, I I could probably talk to you for a couple of hours just on that experience. <laughs> That's incredible. Yeah, I would love to um, hear it. And I, and Somebody I, needs I, to interview you. Sorry, say that one more time. Somebody needs to interview you on your podcast. Oh, me? Oh, yeah, maybe. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> but... Um, I just think, uh, well, you got me thinking about that now. Um, we'll, we'll put it down as a note for another time. But uh, in terms of, yeah, just, just going from like already what we've talked about in just getting to know you, I, I think we could make a movie about that, you know? I think that's a really compelling story in terms of like going from there to, yeah. to, to taking on the creator of the universe, let's say, and mm -hmm. uh, trying to wrestle with him to say what what what's going on um before we move on i have to ask like did you find your answer did you get your answer mm. uh, the girl who was asking the question changed so mm. the need for combative answer was not there anymore mm. there was more peaceful answer but there was also as I grow, this is my continual question pretty much through the life. I see the vitriol is necessary in, in the search for higher spheres. And the relationship with vitriol and peace is changing with me. So the answers is changing as I go. Mm. Yeah. Wow. That is, you know what, I, that is really powerful. The girl with the question changed, right? That mm -hmm. is really powerful. Wow. Okay. That that one that got me. That got me. Um, <laughs> if we fast forward, and I know we'll come back a little bit, and it's not all going to be chronological and stuff. But if we fast forward from you then to what you do now, what is it that you do now? What I do now is I help people create stop the war in their heads. I help them stop the war in their marriages. I help them use the vitriol in a way that is actually useful and enriching. Uh, I help them have, I call it PPV, playful, peaceful, and vitriolic relationships. 
Mm. Okay. So that actually it can all be uh, for their higher higher understanding of life. I work, I help people in their relationship. I official, my official title is Androgynous Semantic Realignment Specialist, which means I help people use words semantically to realign mm. their androgyny female male standards, realigning the way I talk as a woman to you as a man mm -hmm. so that it shows respect and mm -hmm. for you to talk to me in a cherishing way so we can both be the best of ourselves mm -hmm. in this relationship. It's very authentic way of communicating and super simple to learn. Mm -hmm. But your mother never taught you, your grandma, mm -hmm. your great-grandma, nobody ever taught us. So that's what I do. That's amazing. That's such a beautiful... Um, I like the way you put that, you know, having... And look, we're going to talk today about relationships will probably stay in the masculine, feminine sort of space. Um, but you're saying in terms of like talking to a man and you use the word respect there, which I think is really powerful. Obviously, as a man, I can really relate to what that feels like and what that's like when you receive that versus not receiving that and the big uh -huh. difference that it has there. And then you use the word cherishing uh for you know a man speaking to his partner and the way that he cherishes her in his communication which by the way is a concept that, that's thousands of years old right it's not new and it has been in human existence for a very very long time um and it's interesting that as we as we are i don't know what to call this world anymore postmodern. i don't know what we are um this new age let's say it's it kind of uh in the in the I don't know, in the guise of being very moral, uh, it starts to go away from that place, and then we start to see um, that beautiful relationship start to tear down, don't we? Mm -hmm. um, can I ask? Uh, how, did that come from somewhere for you? Did that that respect cherished? Did that was there an aha moment for you to go? Ah, oh, this is at the core of um, com well. I wish I wish I can tell you. Oh yes. One moment the sun came and I got the light <laughs> and then the angel wings show up. No, I actually studied um, uh, in the in the institute and my teacher was a Pat Allen. Right. She wrote a book, Getting to I Do, and staying married and loving it. And she's the the whole founder of the institute. So I studied with her for mm. many years, and right. this is the concept that she taught me. Mm. Okay. It's not mine. Oh, <laughs> I wonder if. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you got to do those shout outs, you know, you got to give credit. Oh, yeah. credit yeah. I respect her and cherish her and adore her. <laughs> Amazing. I, I wondered with your, um, you know, organized religion, religious experience as well. I know, you know, there are scriptures in the Bible that do talk about, you know, uh, cherishing your partner. I, maybe not in those exact words, but in terms of the sacrificial love a man has for his wife and the kind of respect that a woman has for her husband, that kind of thing. And you, you start to see those patterns um, but the play Bible out. Also you know, even says, the Bible also says those who marry will have troubles. Absolutely. Yeah, that one should be highlighted and underlined, don't you think? <laughs> like, are you sure? <laughs> Before you say I do. <laughs> okay, so that's what you do now. And how... You know how how is that going for you? How how are you enjoying that experience and working with couples? I not only with couples. I work with singles as well. I work with 
individual separately only with wife or only with husband or i just work with single people as well mm-hmm. i often work with just single people okay um helping them get to a relationship helping them get over one mm. helping them part from one in a way that is calm for them because look the point is relationships never end mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You are in this super loving relationship and now you, you are in this I hate you relationship. You are still relating, especially if mm. you have children. Mm. Like you cannot just like a, tear the piece of paper and now we are not relating anymore. Relating is an art. It's a mm. skill that is becoming long forgotten as we move with technology and everything and we just swipe and text and don't care and uh, underestimate other people. But if you learn the skill and you treasure it and take care of it like your art. You are actually seeing it's a dance, it's continually happening and Mm. it makes you a better person, makes your life easier. Mm. Not necessarily that the goal is uh, every relationship I have should be perfect, no. But the process of creating your art, like playing your music or creating your statues, just the process of that is beneficial for your soul, for your heart, for everything. Mm, wow, that's beautiful. It's so, it's so, so on point as well, you know. And I love, I love that you made it really clear as well. It's not just about couples; it's about the person, the single person, the person within yourself as well, isn't it? To have that relationship with yourself and therefore have the art of relating to other people as well. Mm. Okay. All right. Well, thanks for just uh, starting to get to know you. We went quite, we got, we, we got to know you quite well there. Um, I thought just before we get into, you know, getting some of your insights around courage, around relationships and love and, you know, the art of having that dance. Um, I thought I could ask you some quick fire questions just to kind of get a little bit more about who you are and what you like. So these are just some fun questions. Um, so what is your comfort food? What is your go to comfort food? Um, I love burek. That's like a Ooh. pastry with cheese. It's Balkan food. Ah, oh, it's so sinfully delicious. <laughs> Sounds good. I don't think I've tried it. I'm gonna have to try that. Um, uh, what's your go-to clothing choice? What would you wear just without a dress? Thinking? A dress. Dress. Nice. Okay. Yes. I can't relate to that one. <laughs> what's the, what's your favorite national cuisine like in the world? Because I know you're well traveled. I'm well traveled. Um, Indian. Oh, Indian food. Is there a particular dish you like? Indian food is flavorful and, and yummy and it takes time to make. And I was in India twice and it's so damn, there is so much attention in Indian mm. food. I lived in Japan too, but Japanese food is more scarcity. Mm-hmm. Sushi is cold. It's like the, the, the Indian food is yummy and I like both, but there is difference. My sag paneer is one of my favorites. Oh, okay. Wow. Yeah, yeah India one. Take that, Japan. Joke, <laughs> joke. Um, <laughs> um, what's your favorite? <laughs> <laughs> what, what uh, what's your favorite place or a really lovely place that you like place mm. uh you mean like place in the world yeah forest. location yeah yeah forest, forest. jungles oh. of hawaii mm. uh, oh, hawaii. See my little, 
home. I have my little jungle everywhere, plants all around me. I love jungles and I lived in Hawaii. So jungles of Hawaii always Amazing. feels like is it, is it as beautiful as everyone says that it is, Hawaii? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll get there one day. But um, I'm more of a jungle girl. I'm not so much ocean girl. Most people celebrate the ocean, which is delicious, of course. But jungle is jungle. I love I love the way you use the word delicious. It's it's, a, it's, it's really good. <laughs> I I think it popped out at me. I was uh, saw some of your content online, and I was like, oh, delicious. Oh, that's that's actually that fits really well. So, um, just yeah, throwing that at you. Once and and she was talking about somebody, and she said, "Oh, he was late. That's so disgusting." And whatever happened, oh, disgusting. I gained two pounds. So disgusting. And I said to her, "Honey." Do you know, whenever I hear the word disgusting, I think of you. Wow. And she was like, wow. And when I hear the word delicious, I think of you. Mm. Mm. I said, do you really want to claim that word? Mm. I don't know what else to say. Stay interesting. Oh, Mm. I gained two pounds. Interesting. He was late. Interesting. So she took the word interesting. Amazing. And her life really changed. She's a very interesting woman right now, doing all kinds of interesting things. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm still delicious. And you're still delicious. (laughs) I um, it's funny actually. I got I got a message from my friend today, and uh, she just sent me a message. uh, uh, She saw a poster, and it had something to do with courage. And she said every time she sees the word courage, she thinks of me. And I Mm -hmm. was like. Wow. I mean, I don't consider myself particularly courageous, but I am fascinated by the virtue of courage. But it was, an, it was yeah. a nice thing, and it, it sort of ties in with what you're saying there. Um, and maybe this is a good invitation for the listeners. Think of the mm. word you want to mm. be reflected upon, associated mm. with, and watch yes. the words you're using. Are you using always some, oh, this is boring, this is stupid. What words are you using? And yeah. how do you see yourself? I want to have a delicious life. Mm. I did not. <laughs> I mm. had a very bitter life. So I designed this for myself. Mm. So you designed yeah. your courage. Courage. You were fascinated by that virtue. You were looking forward to it. Everybody has opportunity to create life. Uh, I, I totally agree. And I think words have such power. We, we, we forget how powerful words are. You know, when, when we make jokes about ourselves... You know, we're actually speaking or affirming whatever it is that we're saying over ourselves. Whether whether we believe it or not, or intend to intend it or not, it does have weight, you know, on us. Um, so yeah, self-deprecating totally humor is never funny. Mm. It sounds haha because mm. the play on words or something, but it's never really funny. Self-deprecation. Mm. Yeah, you're you're literally not loving yourself in that one. Um, favorite season. What's your favorite summer. season? Summer. Helena, summer. summer, of course, of course. Um, why summer? Why summer? Dresses, sunshine, <laughs> beach, half naked, life is good. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Um, star sign? Mine, Capricorn. 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 Is that? Is it January? December. December, December. January. oh, December, January. okay, all right, cool. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, oh, here's one for you. What's the last date you went on? Well, I think I had like a 
one week long date with my mom. Aww. I never spent twenty four hours in with my mom my whole life wow. because we were three kids and war, and I left early and blah blah. So f- this year for her seventy fifth birthday, I said, "Mom, I'm taking you to Croatian coast. It's Aww. a date, you and me." We and I didn't know. Do I know my mom well enough? Are we going to have conflict or some problem during seven days to, alone together? Mm. It was wonderful. Absolutely mm. delicious. Delicious. Yeah, I love that. Oh, that's amazing. Oh, that's yeah, beautiful. So that was my long date. That's an incredible date. Um, what's a recent good movie that you've watched? Or if you don't watch movies, what's a great book that you've read recently? Uh, I just actually watched the other day, Jones Plantation. Oh, okay. Really good movie. Okay. Really, really good. Uh, it's not available on Netflix or something like that. It just came out this month. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's available on Jones Plantation, the movie or whatever. Okay. You, you pay $10 for it. It's so good. There is also on YouTube like a 12-minute cartoon on mm-hmm. the story. But the movie is so much better, you know, how they are creating it and the... It's really make you think about a system in the world and the whole, it's fantastic movie. I love it. Okay. All right. All right. Thanks for that. Um, and then last one is something you love to do. What's anything that comes to the top of your head? I like to be in the nature. In nature. Please be in the nature. Yeah. Alone, okay. read, write, be, sit, do nothing in the nature. Okay. All right. Um, would you say you're uh, logically um, aligned or more emotionally aligned or somewhere in the middle? Probably emotionally through my day. But when I work with clients, I understand that they have the right of way to own their emotions. And, and I'm usually the only safe space for them. So I really have an incredible ability to flip to my logic so I can hear their heart and use my compassionating on them and mm. flip it somehow to be of the best service. But, you know, if I'm alone by myself or with my husband, of course I'm going to scream if there is a cockroach. <laughs> cockroach cannot do anything to me. Yeah. I know logically, but it's very yeah. nice to scream so my husband can save me. And my knight in shining armor from, yeah. from a dragon. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Does he come with a big sword and his shield? Oh, God, yes. <laughs> I like that. Um, okay. Uh, I'll, I'll ask you this one. Do you know about the love languages, the love yes. languages test? Uh, yes. What would you say is your love language? Say top two. Words and touch. In uh, When I have enough words, I miss touch. When I have enough touch, I miss words. Mm. Like I, I think I'm never satisfied with one mm-hmm. <laughs> you need a cocktail of both of them right of all five of all five no this is true this is at least these two it's like a glass in which everything can be and if without yeah. these two that's where is the container <laughs> yeah yeah no i get that thanks for that um i have the same two by the way so uh i can relate that's to cool. that. uh what's uh what's a good compliment that's been said about you recently no, it doesn't have to be recently. It could be any at any point. That's something yeah. that just stood out to you. Well, a man told me, told my mom about me. She makes me weak in my knees. Ooh. Ooh. I like that. 
<laughs> that was when I just was not a nun anymore. And I had zero, zero awareness of my feminine power. Right. Because we were trained never to look a man in the eyes, never to be with a man in the closed room, never smile at the man, nothing. You look at the floor and you say, we need five uh, pounds of potatoes and this and this for kitchen department and we need blah, 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 blah. Thank you. Bye. No. Hello. Da, 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 nothing. Mm. So when I went out, there was this this kind of family friend who was a couple of years older than me. I was 21. He was maybe 25 or something. And he came and we were in the same room. And I was behaving my way, looking down, not doing nothing. And then the last moment before I exit the room, I looked at him and I smiled. And supposedly that was so potent charged with all this energy for from years of not looking at men or I was never touched, never kissed. I didn't know anything about men, about life. I didn't know how to put makeup, shave my legs, nothing. Hmm. So that whole innocent but female force just hmm. looked at him and I left the room and he just looked at my mom and looked after the door and he said to, he touched his knees and he said to my mom, she makes me weak in my knees. Wow. And so my mom told me later, and I was like, that's a power. <laughs> You're like, yeah. <laughs> oh, wow. It was beautiful because the first time I was aware that I'm a woman when I was 21. Wow. So this is a very long lost experience. That poor guy, he was just having a normal day, you know, and then Helena, that means shining light, right, came and shone her light for the first time. And he's like, what? <laughs> and I was not even aware. I just looked at him at one second. Like I was looking down. I was completely cold, no smiling, nothing, following yeah, yeah. my rules. Yeah. Like, what are you going to do with a man? Nothing. No, I hear, I hear that. I hear that. Um, all right. I've got this last question and we go straight into relationships and we're going to get like, we're going to get, we're going to go for it. Right. So um, uh, one of the things uh, that is really sort of central to Go Encourage is just the idea of being productive. So going and being productive. Uh, so I'm, I'm, I'm curious, do you have a routine or do you have a rhythm about your life that you have, that you do on a daily basis or a weekly basis, that kind of thing? Well, I have so much to say about that. First of all, productivity is a double-edged sword. Mm. I think it's a very buzzword in the modern times when people are trying to make themselves and turn themselves into robots. Productive, productive, efficiency, efficiency. I don't want to be efficient and productive. I want to be alive. Mm. So if my routine is helping me with aliveness, it's a yes. So my normal routine when I'm in America is to wake up around five, do my meditation and prayer for about an hour, mm -hmm. go to gym, come back by eight, showered and ready to, for a day by 8.30, make breakfast, start the day. Mm -hmm. But I went to Hawaii for two months and then I went to Croatia for two months and I had nothing of that routine. And mm -hmm. I was so vibrant and alive. Because my routine became wherever the sun is calling, whenever the heart is calling. And I know that's a luxury many of us in the modern time cannot afford. So now that I'm back in America, I'm back on that routine. Mm. But I want to I wanna 
kind of stress that my perspective of productivity has always been something I was trying to achieve mm. and always felt inadequate, that I was never productive enough until I asked myself, productive in comparison to who? Mm, to a great. robot? I'll never win. Yeah. AI or anything. I'm just going to feel like an idiot. Mm. I All I have in my life is me. That's all I have. Why would I feel inadequate because I'm not on the on the productivity level of a robot? Mm-hmm. Because if you look at back in a day, 100 years ago or wherever, the word productivity was not even in our vocabulary. Mm-hmm. People still did everything. Mm-hmm. Everything was done. Very few of us just really, really want to lay on a bed and be couch potatoes. Mm-hmm. And even if we are, it starts bugging you inside. Yeah. Eh, I don't like this. I'm too lazy to move. No, mm. you have nobody. Mm. You don't have connection. You mm. have nobody to go and visit. You have nobody to share life with. That's why we get depressed and unproductive. And then mm. we are trying to force a productivity into that person who all that person really wants is connection. Connection, yeah. People would fly to the other side of the planet to meet a new lover. Mm. When you are motivated with, by connection, you will do anything. Yeah. So trying to force some kind of productivity into us. I don't know. I, I have a, like a... No, I, 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 it's brilliant. About it, as you heard. No, I love it. I think even just, you know, um, if you think about how life, how conception is, you know, so after the act of sex, right, um, mm-hmm. what's happening on the inside on a biological level is things are connecting, right, and forming and all that kind of stuff. So it's inbuilt into our evolution to connect at some level. And I read something today which is, is perfect for what you're saying as well. And it's, you know, when, it, when, when, it, when we have a high security prisoner and we put them in prison, um, one of the worst things that we can do is put them in solitary confinement. And so it's the loneliness that we torture them with, which then speaks to what you're saying. It's that lack of connection that drives us mad because we then don't have purpose. We don't have a drive to move forward, um, which is a powerful thing, yeah. Even even experiments with rats as social creatures. Mm-hmm. Rats are like humans. They want to be with each other. When they put rats in solitary confinement and they gave them access to water and access to drugs, they will go to drugs. But if they put rats in a bigger cage with all kinds of toys and interesting things and other rats and give them access to water and drugs, they would always go to water. And every once in a while, uh, 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 how you call that? Those who use drugs on weekends, recreationally, Recreational, yeah. recreationally they will use some drugs. And mm. if you put drugged mice... There were those mice who were in solitary confinement for 57, 8 days. This is a lot of mice life. Mm. That's a, they don't live as little as long no. as we do, right? No. They put these fully drugged out mice in the group with other mice. And suddenly they're not addicted anymore. Mm. They wow. also don't go on the drug. They go to where the water is. Yeah. Because integration with each other, loneliness is the bigger disease than combating yeah. productivity. Yeah, it's powerful. Science lesson, everybody. A little bit of a science, science That's psychology. That's why I'm a love coach. Yeah, <laughs> no, I love it. I absolutely love it. Coach. 
so so yeah let's let's get on it so you are a love coach i'm really pleased that you're here in that capacity i feel like we've really got to know you as well so thank you for sharing some of like your past and 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 you know where you came from and it's kind of you can see patterns of how it's shaped you to where you're at so that's beautiful um so i've got what i've done with the relationship series for going courage is i've put questions out to people and then they've come back with questions so these questions are kind of pulled together um, okay. And we'll see what we can ask you. And you can say pass to anything. Uh, you can answer as, as, as deep as you want, um, however you want. So let's see where let's we end up. Audience. Okay, are you ready? All right. Mm -hmm. So the first one, the big one, the huge one is you're a love coach. What is your definition of love? Why is it so important? <laughs> Somebody asked me that uh, on some other podcast. And I say my definition of love always changes. Mm -hmm. Okay. Because I don't think love is this. Let's put it in a box. Uh, love is opportunity. Opportunity for growth. Opportunity to see yourself. Opportunity for expansion. Opportunity. There's so much life. Mm. So today, maybe that's my answer. Mm. Tomorrow, answer. it may be a completely different answer. But doesn't exclude today's answer. Mm. And people are yeah. trying to to one up each other. Well, my definition is cooler than yours. Okay, mm. <laughs> that's fine. Doesn't mean anybody is wrong here, mm. right? Sometimes I really would believe love is a verb, and sometimes I would believe no, love is not a verb. Nobody does any actions. <laughs> One time I said to my husband, "Do you think love is a verb?" And he said, "Yes, I verb you." <laughs> <laughs> like it <laughs> so we can just have fun with whatever yeah yeah no I really like that i think um i think it's interesting as well because in the english language we say love right and i know mm -hmm. in like indian culture there are multiple words for love and yes. different types of love i know in the in greek there are i think seven types of love i think going back to aristotle yeah. and plato and things like that i know from a biblical perspective as well there are so many definitions of what, what love is and i'm sure other cultures and other you know religious um cultures would 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 uh, would add to that as well so i really like your answer it's not this one thing that you can just say right this is love you know um and today it's opportunity we're talking about opportunity which is uh, very romantic in nature it's very delicious in nature so <laughs> i like it Thank you for that. Um, what part does courage play in the way that we love? I whether that's sorry, I just, so I was just going to say whether that whether that's the way that we love ourselves or the the, the way that we love others as well. Yeah, I believe it's so important. As a, I look at courage as entitlement. Mm. I'm in titled in my whole energetic being to climb this tree therefore i go mm -hmm. not because i'm courageous but i'm entitled therefore what looks like courage comes i'm entitled to climb this mountain i'm entitled to there is something inside that is so connected to the object of our desire that anything in the process in between looks courageous but it's just a magnetic force. Like, is a mother and is mother uh, courageous to fight a mafia? No, but she's mm -hmm. entitled to her child so much for herself that she would do whatever. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 
right? When she's, yeah, yeah. of course, until they kill her and scare her and whatever. But that whole impulse to save your own child mm. from a, how, I don't know if that's a true story, but there are many stories. They said mother lifted the car to save yeah. the child from the underneath the car. It's impossible to do that. Oh, yes, it is. If you are entitled to the child, the courage, mm. the strength, everything will come. Mm. I hear that. So I, 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 I like the word impulse. That's really good because it's something that is... It, you know, you, there's not much to do up here. It's just this magnetic energy, I think you said, um, yeah. to go and act. Yeah. yeah. So if you feel entitled, look, I just know. I just know. I'm 25-year-old. I was born to be a mother. I want to do this, blah, 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 blah. And you just go for it. There is no courage. Oh, you're too young. Somebody cannot tell you you should do this. No, you're just doing your life your way. There is something inside that it makes you entitled mm. to more. Mm. And that's that courage. Right. And in love, we have to be, most of us, the problem, I believe, that nobody is entitled to love anymore. We are becoming so wimpy. And therefore, I, I cannot ask anybody out. So I'm going to text WTF. I mean, DT, whatever it's, you know, right? It's just a stupid, uh, brainless, courageousless stuff because we're not entitled. We are counting on being rejected. Mm. We are counting on, oh, somebody will break my heart. All men are blank. All women are blank. No. So more courage, more entitlement. Love is opportunity. Yeah, right. I, I'm I'm so interested in the word entitled because it's such a kind of um, a negative in today's world mm -hmm. to use the word entitled. Like it's like, oh, you mm -hmm. know, don't have entitlement. What what a horrible thing to have. Mm -hmm. But in the context of what you're saying there, it's really interesting, you know, yeah. because because, you know, me reaching out to you. I mean, we don't know each other. Right. And I just like your content and I thought there's a lot of stuff that aligned with what, what Go Encourage is about. So I just felt like, yeah, I can I can I can reach out. And but if I had that same approach, sorry I'm using this as an example, but if I use that approach, it's like you'd never get anywhere. You never speak to anyone. Um and, and the same in relationships, like you're saying there, you know, oh I'm they might not like me or they might think this, they might think that. It's true they might, right? But the opportunity is there. So like you are so entitled to your podcast mm -hmm. that makes you courageous to reach to anyone. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And if they say yes or no, you don't feel hurt or anything, you mm -hmm. navigate through. And and I even even about kids today who are so entitled to parents paying for them, parents are doing it. So I guess their entitlement, their courage to not go to school, to not go to work, to just sit at home and play video games works. Mm. Obviously, their entitlement is so the courage to just say no to your parent. Mm. Like, think, ask your parents in India, whatever, many years ago. They just were just very humble and listening to their oh parents. Nobody would say no to a, to a parent. My, my granddad... My granddad and grandma were just told at each told at nine years old that in a few years time you two are going to be married. You don't have a choice. Done, and uh, that was it. Do you believe in this thing called soulmates? As we're talking about relationship series here, the thing about soulmates. Tell, tell me, tell me your thoughts. What do I know about a soulmate? 
it's a word to me in a foreign language mm-hmm. that sounds very politically correct, but very fluffy to my mind. Mm-hmm. I know what is respect. I know what is appreciation. I know what is connection. I know what is being there for each other. Mm-hmm. That's what I want. Right. Soulmate, take it or leave it. Yeah, I like it. Direct. And even <laughs> in toxic relationships, mm-hmm. they tolerate the abuse or something because we are soulmates. We meant to be. We were born on the same week. Oh my God. Uh, no. If you don't have the highest values, Yeah, why tie yourself down to something that it's not based on reality? It's based on this kind of like you I think you used the word fluffy there. Um but that overly romanticized um Yeah. Nobody you know, knows what's a soulmate and but when we use it we sound so oh it happened to me. Soulmate love. Oh really? Like you you find the dog, oh my god, love on the first side. But then another dog also would be love on the first side and another dog three years later mm. and a kitten too. Mm. It's just naturally yeah. nice. We have so many emotions about mm. people and things and experiences and whatever. And why would only the soulmate be somebody who provides something lovely to you? Mm. Why not somebody who teaches the biggest lesson in your life to stand up for yourself and say, no, mm. <laughs> no, you're not going to beat me up after you drink seven bottles of yeah. whiskey. Right? I mean, yeah. there is certain, like, like why, why this Romeo and Juliet fantasy? I'm not mm. a Disney kind of girl, so, but I know okay. what is respect. But, you know, oh, we're circling around respect again, so I like that. Always. Um, <laughs> what, how, how important is it to have a sense of self-love, self-respect, uh, before mm. entering into a relationship? Uh, and I just want to say, before we get there, you know, there's this whole thing about, if I find that guy, he's going to make me happy. If I find that girl, she's going to make me happy. And, and once we've connected, we're going to complete each other and we're going to go on this amazing journey together, et cetera, et cetera. I'm so unhappy because I haven't found the person. You know, all of that kind of rhetoric that gets spoken. Um, how important is, is it that we have a sense of self-love and self-respect before we get there? I think that's also one of the, one of the treadmills that we walk on and never get anywhere, but we get really tired. Um, If you look at the child, child is born in this world not having any sense of Mm self-love. It learns, ah, this is what care looks like. I cry and here are warm arms. I cry and here is booby milk. I cry and my diapers are clean. Oh, now I don't have to cry anymore. I can just say, oh, no, no, because I trust that mm-hmm. boobies and arms and diapers will always be here for me. And child starts learning to self-soothe and learning to function because mm-hmm. the love is given. You don't take a newborn and say, you just learn to love yourself, have some self-respect. <laughs> yeah. No, you teach a child self-respect by loving them. So that their cup is always full and the Mm. nervous system can be connected and peaceful and calm and everything is connected and feels 
okay, I'm safe here. Because safety is our biggest need. We all want to be safe. Mm -hmm. Safety, safety, safety. So we are cool with that. Mm -hmm. And if I look at my personal, my life, my first husband, he loved me more. He taught me so much more about love than I ever could have had. I did not come as a self-loving woman into that marriage. Mm -hmm. I was completely self-evacuated. Mm -hmm. I didn't know my body. I was ashamed of my body. I'm a woman. Oh, my gosh. I bleed. Oh, my gosh. Mm -hmm. Right? I was so outside of my own world. And he was the one who would calm me and soothe me and help me when I had a war with my own body as a woman, when wow. I had a conflict with some of my desires or something like that. He loved me. So I learned, oh, that's the level of love I can ever experience. I can climb to there. Mm -hmm. And then as I was there, I loved him. So he would, oh, I can get there. And so that's how you go like a like a stairs, one one, one, one. It's never I'm higher than you. No, we are just together, a mm. team. Yeah. So I don't like you love yourself first and then the prince on a white horse will come. Well, darling, if you wait too long, you will think all the princes of white horses are just donkeys and nobody's ever good enough for you and you're going to be single forever because you are not seeing these people as your partners. Mm. We are here together for each other in a symbiotic way yeah it's partnership it's not like oh i'm self-made here and i'm self-made there then why do you need each other yeah and sure. people act like they don't need each other so there is a first conflict they go kill each other mm. or next yeah yeah so i think this is also such a over over overrated thing of course if you are on a on a level of uh, self-deprecation and you are completely you know shooting heroin on the side of the street well in that case grooming is a self-care mm -hmm. when people say oh i get your nails done it's a self-care no mm -hmm. nails are not self-care nails are grooming hair mm -hmm. it's grooming mm -hmm. mm -hmm. self-care is knowing how to say no Knowing how mm. to listen to yourself. Self-care is being with yourself away from the computer, from the phone, from distractions, and sitting with you. That's mm. self-care. Does yeah. that bring self-love? Yeah. If today love means love is opportunity. Mm. <laughs> but do you need that if you are a normal, so to say, functional human being, and then you love yourself more, more, me, me, me? No, mm. go connect to people. Yeah. Connect. Connection will yeah. bring that love. I like that. Because we need connection. Yeah, exactly. We do. And, and I really like the way you frame that as well, because you could go one way too far, you know, with the self-love. You could be like, I need to love myself, be absolutely at peace with myself. And like, you know, mm, I'm, the, I'm the best of the best. Not, not in an arrogant way, but just in like, I've, I'm at the best of my potential. And then oh. I can go out and look. Um, but I really like the way you've reframed that because you're saying, well, actually, there is a balance to that, isn't there? If you are, I think the you, you example of if you're on the street and you're sh shooting drugs and all the rest of it and you need some self-love and self-care, yeah, absolutely. But if you're already there and you're just feeding that more and more, you're actually moving away because from... Because you're running away from connection, thinking mm. if I just love myself, the prince on the white horse will come. No, 
Mm. connect to black horse and a donkey prince and whatever and yeah, then donkey. maybe there will be white one too yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. like who it's it's we are so complicating mm. regular thing that has been happening since the beginning of humanity mm. caveman ungo bongo woo, 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 woo. Mm. And, okay i'll have sex with you you bring me the food i mean people didn't have know how to talk they knew how to propagate and mate and, and do whatever mm. and connect. But now, mm. oh, well, let me love myself first. Oh, sure. look how much I love myself. Where is my prince? Oh. And then 20 minutes later, I hate men. Terrible. <laughs> Nobody's here for me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what are important factors uh, in establishing the person that you're entering into a relationship with. So the heart behind this was um, the person I, who asked this question, they were talking about red flags. You know, you look out for this red flag, you look out for this red flag. And she said, I'm so tired of looking out for red flags. What are the green flags? What are the green flags? So could you speak nice. into that a little bit? Oh, I love this is a gold digging question. Mm -hmm. She's digging the gold from the character mm. of the person not just looking for the mud and for uh, showcasing her fears. My four biggest green flags for both of you, look in the mirror, do you have that? And if you mm. don't have in every interaction with people, work on those qualities. Even if they weren't gonna bring you the person, it will make you being more satisfied with yourself. Mm -hmm. Honest. Mm -hmm. we lie all the time how are you i'm fine we lie but mm -hmm. treasure honesty mm -hmm. really be mindful of honesty loving mm -hmm. show loving affection when you can Hello. Mm -hmm. especially to your child your dog your husband your people who drive you nuts who are in your proximity that's easier we can act in front of strangers oh i'm so loving but behind closed doors we we don't we are not really so loving yeah. so nurture that honest loving willing mm. i am willing to try yoga class with you i am willing to open up my mind to a person who is not tall dark and handsome italian millionaire but mm. also maybe short white and not so cute <laughs> right <laughs> Poor guy. I was like, Wait, what is she going to say? <laughs> but yeah, yeah, that was well done. <laughs> I tried to remember, right? <laughs> so be willing to see somebody's gold that is mm. not shining on the outside according to your list of qualities. Mm. But be willing to really connect. How many people say, oh, we didn't like each other from the first. Mm. And now we cannot get enough of each other. Mm. Right? Yeah. Because yeah. the other qualities comes. Honest, loving, willing, and organic. Ooh, organic okay. mm. means good for the long run junk food junk relationships are really fun mm -hmm. quick grab it full of flavor fattening and awesome and come with a big coke oh so much fun <laughs> but not very nutritious mm. not good for the long run it's a great analogy yeah for the long run look for organic mm smaller meals more expensive not as easily available and that's okay mm. when somebody is always in your face you know on a TikTok, on a dating app everywhere all the time somebody is there 
how organic are you? And the pictures are, you know, boobs and all of this so flat. You know what I mean? So this, yeah, yeah. you're showing like how, look at the, how junk food is presented in commercials with the red color and it's all juicy mm-hmm. and hot and steamy. You can see junk food by the way commercial is designed. Mm. And then you can see organic food and healthy food. Commercials for that look completely different. As a matter of fact, there are not even commercials for the real food. Farmers raised food. Yeah, yeah. For those yeah. inner people who eat the farmer's food, they know you don't need commercials. Mm. You don't need advertisement for quality. Yeah, sure. So be very mindful about that. Those are the qualities I will look for. In me first, take responsibility for yourself. And then look for those qualities in the other people too. Mm. And naturally, you would probably be a better match the mm-hmm. higher you build your honest, loving, willing, and organic qualities. Those who are dishonest, not so loving, not willing, and junk food, they will not find you attractive. It will just be not a match. Yeah. So you will, instead of having to go through a lot of people, they will naturally drop off. Mm. Like, personally, I never go to McDonald's unless I need to use the bathroom. <laughs> right? But it's not, I don't eat yeah. in McDonald's. There is no way. Hmm. You know, See? I love what you're saying there. And one of the connections I made there as well in terms of, you know, when you're talking about advertising is, is the way that junk food is presented. It's cheap, right? It's easy. Whereas organic food, the natural farmer's food, you know, when we try and source things locally, it's more expensive, which is why people tr- tend not to go that direction. But if you're looking though, for those qualities in a partner, I was thinking that it will cost you more, right? It will cost you. It's more expensive. You know, it takes time to save up and, and get to that yeah. place to use that analogy. And you're looking for the long run. Mm. Look, right now, all of us who are here listening and who everybody together, we will have so much better time if we just drink a glass of a bottle of vodka. Mm-hmm. We will have a really good time. But vodka is not good for the long run. Water mm-hmm. is boring, but it's mm-hmm. really good for the long run. Mm-hmm. So when it comes to relationships, many people are looking for vodka. Or oh, whiskey. Or whiskey. I'm just throwing, I'm yes. just joking. Whiskey, yeah, exactly. <laughs> or cocktail or whatever. Let's yeah. excitement and let loose and whatever. And some relationship is so amazing like that mm. for one or two or five times. But if you want to build family, if you want to have reliable, if you want to be trustworthy with mm. each other and everything, it cannot be the whiskey man. Mm. Cannot. Mm. It yeah. can be so much fun. I never had better sex. Oh, my God. This was great. Yeah, because you were both under the influence of whiskey. Awesome. Mm. Good for you. Mm. Where is that person now? Oh, it was just a fling. Of course. Mm. Yeah. You cannot take no. shower in whiskey. You can't take a shower in whiskey. Oh, gosh. That's not a challenge to anyone listening, by the way, just uh, just to say. But uh, to wrap that little segment up, that's really good because there's four green flags, really clear green flags, flags that you've put out there um, to look for in yourself and then look for in a partner. And I really like the, what you said in terms of, you know, if you're looking for this level of honesty within yourself, then you, the expectation is that you're going to be around about, because it's never exactly the same, but around about that kind of realm from the other person as well. Um, mm-hmm. it, or realm or scale, I should say. 
Okay. Um, what? So, oh, this. I think we kind of went there earlier on today. But um, what are common things that the masculine looks for in the feminine, or let's say the the male looks for in the female, and the female looks for in a man? So I know we 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 straight away actually right at the beginning we talked about respect and cherishing. Mm -hmm. um, could we maybe speak into that a little bit? I believe that. Uh, um, if you have a healthy, functional masculine, mm -hmm. it's been through a lot already. It worked with the self or family or whoever community to get to a certain level. Mm -hmm. And what it wants more of, it wants more of itself. Because mm. I already worked hard to become a man of high quality, hardworking, able to control my urges. Uh, no, I, I'm a man, so I want more of me. And it's looking for a female or feminine energy that can actually support that. And many men are looking for a muse because they know I already built myself to this level and I can see more, but I need a muse to inspire me. A woman who is in her power, who understands that she can receive and feel safe with a man. She doesn't have to throw her garbage and carry this and carry that and be the servant. She can trust that, mm -hmm. yes, he will open my door. Mm -hmm. And yes, he will not want me to do the garbage and dirty stuff. Doesn't mean she cannot do it. Like, of course, I can open my own door. Sure. Do I open my own door? Yes, if I'm alone, but never if I'm with a man. Mm. Because that's disrespectful. Mm. If a man is opening my door, I'm not going to say, I can do my own. I just smile and I say, wow, I really appreciate this. Mm. Because it's an act of chivalry. Yes, 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 yes. It's. I know he doesn't need to do it, but the fact that he's going an extra mile to bring out the best of him for me, for our experience, of mm. course I'm going to show my appreciation and dig the gold out mm. of his character and mm. tell him how much gold I found in his attributes. Mm. You see? I, so, I love that. Yeah. Healthy masculine words more of himself. And also the same way healthy feminine. She already has been holding on her virtues. She's not, you know, like doing the easy stuff and playing men. And she's also in this world in which a woman can be very vulnerable and 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 hurt and propaganda is so anti-man everywhere around us. Oh yeah. When a woman has worked on her virtues to to keep herself cool and clean and happy and joyful and open and receptive. She wants more of that. Mm. Not every woman wants to have children. Not every woman wants to, it's her mission, so to say, to become a mother. Sure. But the partnership in which we bring the best of each other. Mm. So, and it depends on which level in your masculine journey you are. Yeah. Like if you are in your 20s, and you are, okay, I'm in my body, and I'm going to work out my body. 
and build my body and I'm in my 20s and I'm going to go to school and I'm going to get a degree and I'm going to learn the uh, certain trade. I'm going to learn something. You're building yourself much differently mm -hmm. than a man who is in his 60s. Mm -hmm. He's a king. He already been through all of this. He has a different mindset, different something to give, different things to offer to a feminine. Yeah. So I don't know if there is a certain fill in the blank quality, mm -hmm. but this is what I said at the beginning. It's an art. We yeah. are dancing together. Yeah. So if you are dancing on a 20 year, as a 20 year old man, you are aware, okay, I just came out of the school. I know how to solve the Rubik's cube. I learned when I was eight. <laughs> I know how to ride a bicycle. I know this, but I'm fascinated by guitar. Mm -hmm. And I never had courage to learn to do, but I really want to be cool, play the guitar, because I get all the chicks. And maybe <laughs> that's a motivation. But then yeah. he starts playing, and he starts being creative and writing songs and blah, blah, blah. And that becomes like, hey, I'm going to make a better guitar. He starts a guitar company, or God knows what happens. Mm -hmm. But having the courage to embrace yourself as a man and require a relationship that will bring more of that to you more of your power mm. and as a woman more of that mm. many of us get to this state of life stage of life in which we are in a relationship that is convenient mm. i'm used to this we're used to that we have kids I, it's okay we don't and nobody's really growing and everybody's yeah. kind of crying in a quiet agony and i'm the first one to admit i am there too I get myself sometimes in a, this is easier. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Why would I want to go and do something out of myself that is expanding when I can sit and play video games and eat chips? Do you see what mm -hmm. I mean? Like mm -hmm. that requires, I am requiring of me more. Yeah. Not just of the other. And that's the trap in which many of our society falls. Oh, I want a man who is this, 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 and that. That's why I said honest, loving, willing, organic, look at the mirror. Because mm. most of us, oh, like if you look at this, oh my gosh, interviews sometimes on TikTok or somewhere, they're like, what kind of men do you want? And girls are like 22 years old. Well, he cannot be much older than me, maybe four years older than me. And he be, has to be six feet tall and he needs to make $100,000. And the mm. guy calculates that 0 0.03 population. 0.03% of population are that. And she's like, mm. well, I'm going to find that one. <laughs> Why yeah. are we looking so much for something impossible outside yeah. of ourselves to make us comfortable? Work on your values, work on your skills, work on your relationship skills. Do you know how to have a girlfriend? Mm. Do you know how to maintain something? Do you know how to cook? Do you know how to express your creativity? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's how you become more of you as a woman, as a man. And then you don't ask from, I want a woman who is this, I want a man who is that. You just naturally, I am here. And everybody who knows they will just drag you down, want you for your money or whatever. It just feels off. Mm. And they don't even dare to do it because there is natural respect. Yeah. I remember one guy, um, he told me on a date, he said, I know we are not a match. You are much higher than me. But at least you gave me the hope to see that men have, that women have good hearts. 
Wow. Not all women are bitches. Wow. I said okay. a B word. That's okay. Wow. Okay. So you for see, him, so that that interaction isn't the love. You know, it's it hasn't got that Hollywood ending. It's not that love story. But for him, he feels like he had hope that not everyone is like that. So then he can go off in his pursuit and know that there are people out there. And that, he understood naturally, we are not mm, a match. Mm. There's times when you become so overly familiar with your spouse, with your girlfriend, with your boyfriend, that um, you you just go, I don't need to be this kind anymore. I can just drop it because they're not going anywhere. It's fine. And then it kills the relationship. So it's having that intentionality to say, what can I bring that's fresh? What can I bring? You know, what can I do out of my way? And it doesn't have to be this massive grand gesture, but it could be just something small, something authentic something organic that just works um knowing that the other person is thinking about you like i even really like the way that you said the car door being open for you you full well know you don't need anyone to do that right you don't need anyone to do that but instead of saying to him hey women's power i don't need you uh, you're just acknowledging that he was trying to be kind you know yes. um, and that's a beautiful thing it's such a beautiful yes. thing and guess what men fall in love when they give we do <laughs> advice, action, money, uh, the help. Yeah, receive. We fall in love when we receive. Yeah, but women are so afraid to receive because yeah. I don't want to be vulnerable and be in love. Yeah. I want to walk all over you. Yeah, yeah and yeah. what do you get out of that, Missy? Yeah. yeah, it's 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 it's. Oh, I could talk about this for ages, but you know, you, as a man, you want to rescue the woman. Okay, and now if that's wrong, right, politically correct, whatever. But as a man, there's something inside you that wants to rescue the woman, not just the woman that you love, all women, right? It's something within us, daughters, cousins, whatever you, we just want to, even the stranger who couldn't work out how to do the tapping in the, in the supermarket, you want to be like, oh, this is how you do it, you know, this is, you know, and, and there's something about that that drives you forward, you know, and then what we also want is for men to receive, which is a big problem. I, I like that you, 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 you know, highlighted that. It's such a big problem. And so when you have, you know, I've worked with men in small groups and stuff where you have this, uh, concept of them opening up and they finally do and then they get told you're terrible you're a man you're toxic you're this that and the other they'll never open up again and so it's like having the men and the women work together to celebrate each other's beauty and and you know natural healthy uh, intentions you know um, which i think drives things forward yeah and as you said you want to be her hero you want to rescue a woman Definitely, but not when you notice she's using you. Mm, ooh, when there is no respect. That's good. Yes. When there is putting you down, when there is expectation, mm. then it kills the whole magic because yes. it doesn't bring the best out of you. Yeah. It looks like it brings the best out of you and then it's knife in the back. Mm. And this is why relationship, we want to bring the best out of each other to get more of me with you. And you get more of you with me. Yeah, See? that's really good. And that's good. why some women take advantage of it. Oh, he wants to rescue me. Let me cry and pretend. Mm -hmm. So I don't have to do the work. No, you do the work too. We are mm -hmm. a team. Yeah. There's this, I love that. I love that because that is something that we can be quite blind to as men. I'm not speaking for every man on the planet, but like it's a, it's a thing that we can be quite blind to. And there's this a movie with Mel Gibson, 
Uh, it's called What Women Want. I think it was, I don't know, it's a 90s movie, I think. But anyway, there's this one line that I remember, and that's at the end of the movie, she rescues him and he allows her in to his heart when she does that. And I thought it was really powerful because, you know, it's not her using him, like, like you've mentioned there. It's her saying, I'm going to show up for you as well. You know, and I think men need that. They they need uh, a partner that's going to show up for them, or they need. You but know, if she's always rescuing him, then she's his mama, and that kills the whole chemistry. So it's, everything is. That's why I said it's an art. It's an art. Yeah. You're dancing. Yeah. If you, if it's very important to learn very beautiful spin mm. in a dance. But mm. if you're spinning all the time, you look like. You don't know what you're doing on a dance floor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's a combination. Now we spin, now we go backwards, now we go forward, now we do this, now we part, now we get closer. Yeah. It's beautiful art. I can see it in you already because even in the conversation that we're having and we're, we're coming to a place of agreement, you've moved over here and I'm coming with you over here and then you've moved over here in terms of just the <laughs> spectrum of what we're talking about, which is a, which is a natural thing, you know? It's, it's a good thing because there is no, here's the paintbrush and everything's done. Actually, there is a dance to be had here. Um, yes, See, this is a great example. The paintbrush. Mm. Taking a paintbrush and painting a whole wall white yeah. is not an art. Mm. It's labor. Yeah, labor, yes. It's a labor. You need a worker who you pay hourly wage, they do the job, high buy. Yes. But to, take an, to make a piece of art... You need the white color and the blue and the green and da, 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 and maybe really small canvas. Mm. Maybe a lot of time. Maybe you can do it quickly. I don't know. I'm not a Picasso. But you see what it means? Yeah. Like, and we sometimes think my labor is enough. I painted your walls. Why are you not satisfied with my artistic <laughs> expression? Am I not turning you on? Uh-uh. <laughs> or oh, you no. never that's brilliant that's actually brilliant i'm i'm uh, that's that's you brought I'm, it out of me no i love it it's it's convicting me you know i'm looking at my own self going oh my gosh yes yes this is true this is true i'm guilty <laughs> you know um how do we meet each other's needs you know we're, we're talking about your speciality in terms of the way we communicate with each other so we have two partners who have different needs how do we communicate what are the um you know what are the ways of just requesting things without coming across as overly entitled uh, without coming across as ask. you know a little bit scared you know some people are scared of asking for needs you know so i'm just throwing all of that at you <laughs> seeing what comes okay back. here we go okay so this is when my androgynous semantic realignment specialty comes in mm -hmm. verbally so if you are in a relationship and you are doing relationship from the feminine perspective that means that you are queen of hearts. So you talk and express yourself from the heart. You use the words, I feel. Uh, you use the words that make you feel joyful. You don't say, I feel like. Mm -hmm. I feel like you are an idiot. No, you say, <laughs> I feel excited. I feel sad. Yeah. I feel scared. I feel confused because you are an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> right? But you are you are naming your emotions because you are the queen of hearts. You are owning your emotions. Mm. If you are coming from the place of a masculine and you are owning your brain, your power, your mm. leadership, you don't talk about, oh, I feel. 
you talk about I think, I mm-hmm. you lead, you direct, you you wise up, you you analyze, you you have a you have a brain that linearly thinks and sharply goes through problems. And her brain, I feel this, I feel this butterfly and eagle. Mm-hmm. Very different way how they fly. You cannot make if you make a butterfly fly like an eagle, it would look really weird. Mm. But if you make eagle fly like a butterfly, it looks like it's high on some drug. Yes. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, right? I really like this. Yeah. So when you are expressing yourself, asking for what you need, you're coming from the queen of hearts or from the leadership of your brain. You don't talk wishy-washy and what it's called bait and switch. Mm-hmm. You stay in your truth. So as a woman, I would say something like, um, let's say, what do I need? I need more more sleep. I need more cleaner house. I need something like that. Oh, honey. So it depends on which stage of relationship we are. If we are just freshly fighting or we are about to divorce or we are just freshly bubbly with each other, the standard would be different how to talk. This sure. is why I'm saying if you have a wall to paint white... You're just going to labor it. Mm-hmm. Or if you have a piece of art that you want to create, small, bigger, whatever, that's why you have this is artistry. This is not just a formula that mm-hmm. fits one, one fits all. So you express yourself uh, by saying, okay, what shall we put? Like, okay, regular relationship, we're not fighting, we are not nothing, but we kind of flat with each other. Mm-hmm. It's just kind of okay. So I come from the heart and I dig the gold. I remind him of one of two respectful things that I appreciate about him. So he knows I'm not just asking for more without appreciating later. At the Mm. beginning, you don't have to use that because you are all the time chirping about each other, right? (laughs) So I would say something like, you know, honey, I feel so safe with you because Mm. ever since we've been together, all the food is provided. I feel much safer walking on the street. And I really love how I look in this beautiful dress that you brought me. Mm-hmm. Like you have some kind of gold on different aspects. And then you say, and you know, I would feel really cherished and treasured if in our relationship, I never have to touch the trash. Mm-hmm. If I have my knight in shining armor who will take care of that, I would happily... And you can offer, I would, I would just be so happy, level mm-hmm. one. You can yeah. level two, I would happily make you a meal. Or level mm-hmm. three, I would happily play with you under the sheets, mm-hmm. right? So it's not that that's not an exchange. You do this, I no. do that. But it's a, it's a showing that I can reward you. I'm mm-hmm. not just using you for trash. You be my trash man and I'm, I'm just a princess who does nothing for you, Sure. right? So you, it's what my mentor used to call it stroke and stand. Give a compliment, dig the mm-hmm. gold, and then stand for what you want. Right. Like, I appreciate this about you. And I would feel cherished, treasured, honored, happy, safe, fantastic, mm-hmm. that I know I never have to touch the trash ever again. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right? And let's say you are, and then you give him the, compl- the reward, mm-hmm. what you're willing to do to participate in this relationship with. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't want to fix your car for that because I don't know how to do it, but I'll make a meal. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. So you are not kind of delegating your duties with each other without making it on the spreadsheet paper, making it so dry. Mm. So you say what you want. You ask for it. Trusting that this is my friend and my partner and we are in this together. We're not going to argue or we don't have to yeah. argue together. Yeah. And let's say it's the same kind of situation. You, as a man, you are asking for what? For sex. Okay. So, so you say something like this. Um, um, honey, you know, I've been, I've been watching you. You work so hard around the house. You're always on the go. Children, work, school, organizing things. And I was wondering if you are peaceful. Is your mind, if your mind is peaceful. Look, I'm your man. I'm going to take care of this. I'm going to take care of this. I'm going to put kids to bed. I'm going to run you a bathtub. So you don't have to worry about kids. I'm going to do the dishes after the dinner. You just relax in a bathtub. And by the time you come out, I'm going to have a, you know, nice, nicely bed made for us so we can be intimate and close together so you can be safe in my arms. Mm-hmm. So now she knows. She doesn't have to work kids, 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 whatever. And then I have to have sex. Mm. Oh, I get to trust him with this. Mm-hmm. And then if you want to be more specific, you can rest in, your arm, in my arms because I want to be intimate with you. Mm-hmm. I know, so it feels like, oh my God, so much work. I know it feels like that probably. That's why I'm running you a bathtub. Mm-hmm. All you need to do is relax there. Kids are in my care. Dishes are in my care. Tomorrow morning when you work up, you don't have to stress about those things. Sure. You see? So, so now we so, are being partners. Yeah. You are yeah, asking yeah. for what you want, but you are also acknowledging where they are. Hmm. Both both examples there as well, which are probably very common. Um, it's not, I think you said in the first example, it's not like if you do this, you do that. It's not transactional, but it's, it's an understanding to say this is how you feel. And actually you would feel cherished if you didn't have to take out the trash in that example, right? Um, and, and in order to appre- show you the appreciation I have for you doing that, I will, you know, whatever it is, make a meal, in the sheets all that kind of stuff but not because it's because oh all right i have to pay for it but it as in that's my payment for you doing the trash but it's actually because i know what you appreciate and and you've appreciated what means something to me and then it's a different language isn't it it's a different connection um it's much softer and Mm. more uh i don't even believe in sustainable relationships i Mm. believe in regenerative regenerative great word like regenerative agriculture Sustainable stays on this level. That's mm-hmm. boring. We mm-hmm. want regenerative. Mm-hmm. We want that it can regenerate itself. Mm-hmm. So when you are naturally acknowledging their needs and including them together with yours, you are sharing that both is important. Mm-hmm. I matter and you matter. I'm okay. You're okay. Yeah. You're not coming. I'm better than you and you just this piece of worthless yeah. blah, blah, blah. Oh. Yeah, and, and even if we take it take a little bit softer than that, because yeah, that's a very hard approach. But even if it's like, I've had a tough day, I've had a tough week, I've had a tough year, I've had a tough month, I've had this, I've had that. You haven't helped me. I need your help for this. I need your help for that. So, so, but so a little victim. I would not start with I had a tough anything. 
Sure. That sounds like I'm a victim of a day. I'm a victim of a whole year. That, that's where I was going. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I would not start with that. I would be like, you know what? I cannot believe all the things that happened today. Mm. I, my, I have so little calories to tell you without bursting into tears or going angry or whatever. So mm. right now what I really need is a quiet hug or I need you to support me or I need a solution or I need comfort. Don't give me any solutions. Just give me comfort or mm -hmm. you come because if you don't have calories because you had such a tough month or a year, but you mm -hmm. say I had a tough month, you sound like a victim, which is a, exactly. I would never rescue my man if he comes over oh, such a tough year. I would mm -hmm. be like, oh. Because a year, the whole year was tough. You didn't have a one moment to breathe. Then mm -hmm. wh how weak are you? Mm -hmm. You're a victim of a year? Really? I've been through war. Don't talk to me about that. <laughs> mm -hmm. yes. Right? But if you go, look, blah, blah, blah happened. And right now I'm in a minimum of my calories. Mm. Like I'm about to go kill my boss or do whatever. So I want to be with you right now. Mm -hmm. I have this desire. I have nothing to give back. Nothing. I'm mm -hmm. zero at my calories, but I need your comfort. I mm -hmm. need a solution. I need a, something from you. And we'll figure it out later when my calories get up. Yeah, sure. So that's clarity. Mm. And that's more sexy than, oh, poor thing, you had a tough month. Mm. How can a man stay sexy and stay sexually desirable to his woman? Uh, in my perspective, if he's trying too hard to stay sexy, he's automatically not sexy. Because he's, Ooh, the goal yeah. is not... His mission, the goal is I want to be sexy for you because there is underlying fear of I'm not good enough mm. or you're going to leave me or you're going to like somebody else or you're going to judge me. It's very sexy, a man who can say no to a woman. Mm. No, I'm not going to support you in, in this stupid thing. Mm. How oftentimes my husband tells me no. In a million times he tells me yes, but this one time I'm like, I hate it when you say that, but I love it because you put me <laughs> on my place. Because mm. we don't want to walk all over you guys. But when you let us, we'll try. And then you let us and then we're like, eh, not sexy. Mm. Don't let us walk all over you. Have a mission outside of the house. Do something that makes you sexy. Mm. That is as I said, play an instrument, have an activity, have a hobby, hang out with men, achieve something, like create something, archer, mm. whatever you do, get a, get a fitness goal for yourself, uh, learn a foreign language, learn a Rubik's Cube, whatever you need to learn. Mm. Do something that I can come to you for your leadership in your brain and ask for solution, ask for mm. advice, ask for help, ask for opinion. And I can trust that you know more than me. Mm. He researched this topic. I can yeah. trust him with stocks. I know he knows what he's talking about. Mm. I cannot trust him with laundry. He's make he's gonna make everything gray and <laughs> but I trust him yeah. with you know, he mm. knows algebra. Yeah, yeah. He can speak five languages. Mm. Like there are so many men who don't know how to drive without mm. asking a woman, can I go faster? Can I park here? Should I do that? Like, dude, own your freaking vehicle. Mm -hmm. Own it. Like how oftentimes my husband drives and I'm like, oh, you do this, do that. And he just looks at me. 
You want to drive? Mm. It's disrespect. I, I like what you said about, you know, you're talking about leadership there, right? Right? The being in my in my in in the man's leadership role or that realm, let's say, is going to be attractive. Um, and that then goes back to the analogy of this dance, this art of dancing. You know, the man tends to lead when you have traditional sort of, you know, couples dancing and stuff like that. And that's for a reason. Um, and then you hear, you know, women really attracted to dancers. And it's the, the funny thing is, it's because there's a sense of leadership, there's a sense of des- not destination, but I guess I know what I'm doing and you can be safe to, you know, be free in what you're doing because I know what I'm doing. Um, there you go. All right, you thanks for that. That's uh, I'll do all the work. Just yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Which again, look, you know, we we touched on this earlier on. It's that emotional safety and trust that the the feminine can then, you know, just it's like water, you know, the feminine can flow like powerful water, you know. And and I think it's been said like men to grow into their own masculinity, to be the the, the bank that holds the water so that the water mm-hmm. can flow. The bank's a little bit boring in in in, uh, in comparison, but that's okay, you know. We're 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 here to hold things together and, and create sturdiness. So yeah. Brilliant. Thank you for that. We're wrapping up now. I've got to ask you this question. Um under what conditions would you advise people in relationships to go their separate ways? So now we're Number talking one, about it could be divorce, to. it could be... Yeah, if, if they, they want, want to. to. There is okay. nothing I can do about it. Yeah. If people really want to, I, sure. I cannot prevent. You go try your life without it. Learn the skills to be... But if they want to part, what can you do? Uh, actually, I call it like a four A's. Uh, okay. Adultery abuse, chronic, constant, not just one little incident, chronic adultery, abuse, uh, addiction, and against the law, illegal stuff, criminal activities, all of this. The attention is focused on feeding up certain other needs and unable to provide for the family unit, for us, for Mm -hmm. two of us, four of us, five of us, doesn't matter how big is the family unit. So Mm -hmm. chronic addiction, chronic constant cheating, adultery, chronic uh, abuse, and anything against the law, Mm -hmm. you know, so. Yeah. yeah. Oh, my husband is amazing. He deals drugs. (laughs) Yeah, good luck. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, like an episode of Breaking Bad. Um, When you said about, you were very uh, clear there to define abuse there. You said chronic abuse mm-hmm. right so what would what would be your sort of definition of what that looks like as an example i mean look it happens it's not one time oh he yelled at me he was drunk and he yelled at me telling me go to hell but mm-hmm. it happened one time he's super providing for kids does this does everything and this was a really dark moment he lost a job he was drunk he was diagnosed with cancer blah 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 every every hell opened loose and then this happened but if there is constantly putting down, constant, constant, it happens a lot all the time. And you can count on that more than you can count on good moments. Mm. That means chronic. Mm. But I would have to go soon. I have a client in. No problem. All right. So <laughs> yeah. I, I, uh, I want to 
I want to say thank you so much for being with us today. And it's been such a, a wonderful conversation with you. Thank you for reframing things in, in, a, in a really interesting way as well. So thank you for that. Before you go, I just want to give you the opportunity. If people want to reach out to you, find you, connect with you, what's the best way to do that? I would love for everyone to get my Love Glitch Matrix. It's a really cool thing that I'm solving all relationship problems with five solutions, helping you understand five reasons why we have any relationship glitch. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's You can go to helenasummer.com slash matrix. Okay. And you can download it. Or you can also look me up, Helena Summer Love Coach on Instagram, Helena Summer on YouTube and Facebook, Helena Summer. Brilliant. All right. I'll put all of those links at the bottom so people can link to that and uh, get in touch with you. Thank you so much. And thank you. I know you have a client straight after this podcast. So I'm going to get let you go really quickly and just say just lots of love. Thank you so much. And uh, we'd love to have you back in the future if, uh, yes, if, when you're available. Up. All right. Take Thanks again. Bed. Bye, everyone. Really hope you enjoyed that episode. Thank you, Helena, who had to shoot off there really quickly at the end to see her client. hope that session goes really well. Um, if you have been listening for a while now, you know that we're in our relationship series um, and I hope that you got something out of this conversation today. I hope that it's given you some, maybe some fresh perspective or looking at things, maybe reframing some of those conversations that you're having in your relationship with yourself or with another person. Really love the idea of connection and purpose in connection. Um, so yeah, there's some stuff there that I'll watch back and try to apply in my own life. Um, If you haven't already, please do subscribe to the channel, whether it's via YouTube or all the podcast platforms that we're on. It really helps grow this channel and it helps us um, get together with other guests and have some courageous conversations or at least conversations about courage. If you don't know already, we also have the Courage Journal, which is available at www.goencourage.com. All right, don't forget you can reach out to Helena about relationship stuff and and get some of her uh, resources online as well links will be down in the description i bid you farewell for now we'll see you on the next one whatever you're doing in life move forward go forward and go in courage